0: What's up, what's up, Engage Trust fam? Welcome to the Engage Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kitch Cooper, and I am super excited to be here. Um, the Lord has just really been moving in my life today and um, this week, and I'm just I'm just really glad that I get to do this. It's really cool. And, you know, a few weeks ago when I released the Here I Am podcast, it was really just like I wanted to just show – the Lord that I just want to be used as a vessel. And in the last few weeks, he's really um, allowed me to partake into some really cool things that he's doing for um, some people in the kingdom and some people in my life and um, that he's letting me be a part of it. And he's using me as a vessel to do it. And, um, you know, not to like, uh, my pastor always says not to like put a pin on my chest, but it's just really, really amazing that not only does God want to move in my life, but he wants to move in everyone else's life. And it's really cool when he wants you to partner with him and do that with him. When we allow him to use us how how he sees fit, because he's never going to use us as, you know, we see people, um, you know, using people, you know, just for, for their, for their benefit and stuff like that. Um, he wants to use us, not only to bring himself glory, but to give us life and give us life in abundance. And um, this year, uh, you know, our, our word was, um, oh my gosh, what was our word? Closeness, there we go. I legit drew a blank for a second. Um, I was like, oh, what is our word? It's cl- <laughs> It's closeness, <laughs> wow. Um, and so our, um, our verse of the year is James 4, 8, and it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And today's, it was so funny, today's message at church was literally about like the fear of the Lord and drawing near to him. And the Holy Spirit just had a word for somebody very close to me in church, And it was based around just like, draw near to him. Have that relationship with him. Don't be afraid to communicate with him. You know, he's he's there. He's just waiting for you to take the first step. And for a lot of people who are brand new to the faith or brand new to Christ and they just don't know where to start, a lot of people say, oh, just pray, you know, but sometimes we don't exactly know what prayer looks like, what it's supposed to be, because there are ways that we can pray wrong and incorrectly that like, you know, so that was something that was kind of on my heart is like, okay, how are we supposed to pray? What are we supposed to do? What does it look like? And you know, what does the Bible mean by pray without ceasing? How do I pray um, the correct way? Because I want to make sure that when I am praying to God that um, that I'm humbling myself and I'm giving him that respect and that reverence that he so deserves, right? And so it just kind of put it on my heart to talk about prayer. And first and foremost, I just want to... Um, I just want to pray to start off, you know, I feel like it's only the, the appropriate thing to do is just pray um, over this. I always pray before I start recording, but I just really want this to be ingrained into this episode. So Holy Spirit, Father, Jesus, thank you so much for this day. And I thank you for this person on the other side of my voice, listening and wanting to come to come close to you and draw near to you. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for using me as a vessel. And Lord, I just pray that you come in and you bring knowledge and you bring wisdom to to myself and to the people on the other side of this listening, that we, we will know how to talk to you and we will know how to come to you in prayer and that we will know how to respect you and to come come to you with boldness, with fear, reverence, with complete awe, and just know that you hear our voice when we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I gotta look up a verse that I did not have written down. Hold on. As soon as I prayed it, he, um, the, the Holy Spirit gave me a verse, but I am so bad with addresses, y'all. So first and foremost, God hears your prayers. God hears your prayer. If he didn't, why would we need to pray? Right? Um, so... He wants you to know that when you pray, it's not falling on deaf ears. It's not like you're just um, spouting out whatever, and nobody is listening on the other side. Um, but he, he listens to you. Psalm 66, 17 through 20 says, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had not cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. So, right, that was the verse that came to mind. He he hears you. He sees your heart and he hears you. And there's a lot of verses about prayer and why it's so important and why we have to do that. And so this is kind of how I explained this to somebody that, um, is pretty new to coming to Christ. And um, I said to her, I said, when you first started dating your husband, I said, did you know everything about him? She's like, no. I said, how did you come to know everything about your husband? She goes, well, we talked. I said, exactly. So even if you're, you're new to the faith or you're a seasoned vet, we can't get to know God if we never open the line of communication, so we need to make sure that we understand that prayer is communicating back and forth to God. It's not like we have to say specific words or, or a, a rehearsed speech or some recited thing or make it like this huge um, over-the-top thing, you know what I mean? It's, it's communicating back and forth with one another. You did not get to know your best friend by never talking to them. You got to know them, and you got to love them and know their voice by talking to them and opening that line of communication. And first and foremost, like how you also get to know God is through his word. That's how he speaks to us first and foremost. And so a lot of people pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, and they're like, oh, I just can't hear God. But the Bible is always closed. I really want to put an emphasis on just reading the word, getting into the word of God because then when you even know his character, you start to see who he is. You start to see his love. You start to see who you are in him and you just start to know his mannerisms and how he works. When you pray and he actually starts starts, um, putting something onto your spirit or speaking to you, you're going to know his voice. You're going to know what he's saying to you and you're going to know that is my shepherd. Okay. But before, before we look into what prayer is, I want to talk about what prayer is not. Okay. And so these are the five things that I personally came up with that prayer is not. I'm sure you could Google a lot of stuff and find something, um, you know, more in depth, but this is what I think the Holy Spirit wants me to talk about, about what prayer is not. First and foremost is he is not a genie. A lot of times, um, uh, people only pray to God when they need something from him, when they want something from him. But then the rest of the day, the rest of the month, the rest of the year, they don't pray. They don't seek after him. They don't, um, run after him. Right. But when something bad goes on in their life, the first thing they want to do is they want to pray and they want God to give them what they want. And that, that's not how he works. Right. I mean, I've I've had several people in my life where um, they claim to be my friend, or maybe you've had this happen where somebody claims to be your friend, but um, you you never hear from them. You reach out, they don't they don't reach back they don't reach back out, they don't text back or whatever. Um, you know you you try to get together with them for lunch or coffee or whatever, and you know you just kind of get the the cold shoulder or the brush off. But then um, the only time where they actually reach out to you is when they want something from you. How, how would that, how does that make you feel, right? It just makes you feel like you're just an object to be used. And that is how God feels when we only pray to him when we want something. This isn't an Aladdin situation, right? Where you, where you, you get a, a lamp and you get to rub it and you get three wishes. But instead of three wishes, you know, you, everyone tells you, oh, God, I'll just grant you whatever you want. So it's just wish upon wish upon wish upon wish. But we, we don't do anything for him. We don't draw near to him. We don't talk to him. Nothing, right? And so God is not a genie. He is not someone or something to be used whenever we need him in our time of need and then just ignored for the rest of time, okay? Because if somebody did that to us, we'd be like, no, fam, like you're you're clearly not my friend. You clearly don't care about me because you only you want to use me to get something out of me. And so we have to make sure that we we understand that that is also how God feels when we just kind of want to be like, oh God, help me pay my bills or you know, heal my body or whatnot, but I don't want anything to do with you for the rest of the week. I don't want anything to do with you for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, I, I might go to church every now and then, but I'm not going to try to follow what you say. I'm not going to try to do what you say. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you, but when I need you, I need, I need you to do what I say. That's just not how it works fam. Okay. And trust me, I've been that person, you know, back in, back in my old life where I thought I was a Christian and, but I didn't, I didn't read my Bible. I didn't, you know, I went, I went to church, but I didn't really listen. And there was actually a time where I didn't even go to church for a while. And then whenever something bad happened, I prayed. I'm like, God, help me out of this situation. And then nothing would happen. It's because God's like, no, I'm not here to be used and abused right all right the second thing is um prayer is not a chore it is not something that we like oh just dear jesus thank you for this day help me have a good day thank you amen right it's not like oh got my prayer in for the day check 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 right it's not a thing that we're that we have to do or that we feel like we have to do it's not a chore um it's not a box to be checked like oh did my religious deed for the day i prayed it should be something that we, we naturally want to do, right? Like I just keep coming back to that idea of how did you get to know your boyfriend or your husband or your girlfriend or, um, you know, whatever. It's, it's because we constantly are in communication, constantly are talking back and forth and, and understanding that we have a relationship first and foremost with that person and building that relationship. It's, it's going after him first and foremost and we just pray because we just want to talk to him. We want to get to know him. We want to be around him because he is so amazing and he's so beautiful. Um and we just want to talk to him. It's not like, "Oh, got to pray today. Check." Right? God is God is not a list of 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 things to check off of our list like, "Oh, did that, did that, did that, did that." He wants our heart. He wants he wants us to openly come to him because we love him and because he loves us, right? So prayer is not a chore. It is also, number three, it is not a negotiation. Prayer is not something that we use to manipulate God or twist his arm into getting him to do something that we want him to do. It kind of goes back to he's not a genie, right? But it is, it's not meant to be a form of bribery, or negotiation. I remember one time in my life, I was in a very abusive relationship with my um, ex-boyfriend in college. And I just I just remember, or even just my ex-boyfriend, my last one, um, I would just say, Lord, if you just do this for me, I will do this for you. If you just make this happen for me, I'll give you this in return. I used to pray like this. And thinking back, I'm like, oh, Father, thank you for being forgiving because I was so in the wrong. It's not a negotiation. It's not a bribery tactic. It's not like we're going to get him to change his mind, right? God, God's not like, okay, well, I guess there's something in it for me, so I'll do it for you. You know what I mean? And so we also can't go into prayer thinking like, okay, I, I need to get something Out of this, so I need to negotiate with him. I need to bribe him into doing what I want to do. Because if we could bribe God or negotiate with God, he wouldn't be God, we would have more power. We have to understand that he is literally the CEO of the universe, (laughs) and so when we go to him in prayer, he already knows what he wants to give us, and it's always according to scripture, it's always according to his will. So if we, if we even dare think and go, go before him with the arrogance and the ignorance that we can bribe him into doing what he wants, we are sorely mistaken, sorely mistaken. It, it's not a negotiation. I just keep seeing this picture in my mind where like, um, like God is like the, or like we're the interrogator right, and God's, like, the dude who got arrested, and the interrogation, the interrogator's trying to get, like, information out of the, the like, the dude, and, um, and that's just not how it works, right, you know, like, the little spotlight on the table, and they're, like, handcuffed and everything, and, oh, I'll, g- I'll give you a plea deal if you just tell me this information, no, fam, that's not how it goes, okay, that's just what I keep seeing in my mind, it's not an interrogation, it's not a negotiation, it's not a bribery, okay, Um, The fourth thing that I thought of, it's not just a quick fix. Kind of goes back to, you know, it's not a chore, um, or, you know, it's not us trying to get something out of God. It's not just a quick fix for a problem that we have. It's an open line of communication, okay? It's not something that's just going to be a a Band-Aid for a bad day, it's something that we should ingrain into our everyday lives because we just want to talk to God and we know that he is holy and that he is merciful and that he is good and that we go to him with, with a grateful heart. Um, and the, the fifth one I I came up with, it's not twisting God's arm. it, pretty much correlates with number three. So I'm not going to go into that one like a ton, but it's, it's not us just trying to get him to do something or twisting his arm. We cannot make God do anything. I don't know where that theology came from, that like, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, God will give you what you want. That, can't, that, can't, that is true in some situations, but it always has to be aligned with his will he's not going to give us what we want just because we want it. Because sometimes the stuff that we want is stupid. (laughs) Like I just keep thinking back to some of the things that I asked for, um, you know, way back in the day from God and like looking back on it now, I'm like, Oh, I am so glad he did not give me that because I thought that's what I wanted. And that's, I thought that's what I, I needed. But now I'm like, you know, farther away from it. I'm like, Oh, thank you God that you did not give me what I wanted in that season particularly like with my ex, I just wanted him to propose so I could be a wife and be a mom and to, to not feel guilty that I was living and having sex before marriage. And so I was just like, just Lord, just let him propose. This is what I want. I just, he's all I want. He's all I need. And it was also because I made him an idol. And now looking back, like I'm so grateful that God did not give me what I wanted in that season because now like this season is so much greater than I could have possibly imagined. And it's because I, 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 I pray now according to scripture and according to his will. And God only gives us um, and answer's prayer according to his will and according to his mercy and grace. And um, a lot of people have kind of asked, well, what if God doesn't give me what I want? It does not mean that he is any less good, any less beautiful, any less merciful. Sometimes, you know, a, a big thing is um, I prayed for healing and I didn't get it. We are going like you, whether if it's you, a person that, you're, that you want to be healed, whatever, God might heal them in this lifetime. And if he does, hallelujah, but if he does not heal them in this life, he will in the next if they, if they have accepted Christ and have, you know, endured to the end, healing is going to happen one way or another. And sometimes we can't understand why it won't happen here and now. But God always knows the future. He is the only person that can see into the future. And so, you know, if somebody does not get healed here on earth, it does not mean that he is not God and that he can't heal and that he is not good. It's because he saw something in the future that we did not. And it was, it, it was according to his will to not heal right now, but to heal when they stand before him, before his throne in heaven. Um, there have been many times in my life where I have prayed for things that I have not gotten. And in the moment I'm mad, I'm like, you're not God. You know, I start getting all, all mad, throwing a fit throw on a temper tantrum, you call yourself good and you can't answer a a simple prayer. You know, this is stuff I've actually said, things I've actually done. But now I understand that sometimes an unanswered prayer is mercy. I remember um, several years ago, back in 2019, when I was going through my miscarriage, I was just praying, God, just let my baby live. Like, just reverse this, whatever's going on, like reverse this. You know, the doctors were telling me it doesn't look good. And I was just praying, Lord, you know, just just let him be born. Just let him live. Just let him, you know. But, you know, now that I am several years down the road, I understand that my child not being born was God's, mercy upon him. And it was God's mercy upon me. I, I, I don't know what would have happened or what God saw in the future if my son would have been born, but now I am grateful he was not born. And I, I know that probably makes me sound like the worst mother in the history of humanity, right? Um, but I just from what I can see, I bet there's like a billion other things that I can't see that would have happened um, if my son was born. But just from what I can see now, I know that God showed mercy to my son and showed mercy to me, right? And, and, but that was a hard season for me. And I was very angry at God at in that season. But I know his heart now and I understand who he is. So I know that that was what's, what was best. And so even if we don't understand why certain prayers might not get answered, it's because it's according to God's goodness and his will. Um, I want y'all to, work, I have several scriptures that um, I want to talk to you about um, and just kind of like work through together. So the first one, I want us to go to 1 John It's like all, it's like one, two, three, four, five, I think five, yeah, five, five books from the end of the Bible. First John uh, 5, 14 through 15. And it says this, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So. Here it says we are confident that he hears us. So when you pray, know and expect that he is listening. He's, he's right there with, with you leaning into what you have to say, okay? That when he hears us, whenever we ask for anything, that pleases him. So when, we are, when we're praying and when we're asking for things, they need to be things that are pleasing to him, right? Right? whenever we ask for anything that pleases him, right? When I was praying for my, for my, my ex to propose to me, it, it didn't please him because we were living outside his word. He wasn't going to give that to me because it was not pleasing to him. It was not honoring to him because God will not contradict himself and he will not go ever against what his word says. And so when I was praying, I was not play, playing, praying pleasing things to him. It wasn't according to his word. It wasn't according to um, my obedience. It wasn't according to anything that he is in line with. So that's why I didn't get what I wanted. Right? But since we know he hears us, and when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Once again, it has to be according to his will and his scripture. But as, as parents, some of you might be parents, um, Sometimes you just see things like in the, in, in, the store that you're like, my kid would really like that. Or they ask for it and they've, they've, you know, they've done their homework. They've listened, they've been respectful. And so you're like, you know what? Yeah, you can have that. And you buy it for them and you bestow that upon them and you give them what they ask for because they've been pleasing to you. They've been honoring you. They've, you know, they, they haven't talked back or, you know, whatever. It's just because you love your kid and you're like, you know what? Yes. I, I do want to give this to you. I, I do want to, to give you what you ask for. Okay. Um, now we're going to go to Hebrews 4. 16. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation today. Um, what did I just say? 416. Okay. <laughs> So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God that we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. I love this. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Not timid, nothing. I mean, how many of you, like your kids just be like, mom, can I have 20 bucks? They just come up. Mom, can I have this? Mom, can I have that? Dad, can I have that? You know, they just like, they just come to you with like, just like, not they're just not afraid to ask you for things. Or mom, hey, I need help with this. Dad, can you can you come work with me on this? I don't understand this. Right, coming boldly. They, they you know your kids just like they, they are not afraid to ask you like a billion questions. Um, they're not afraid to ask for help. They're not afraid to ask you for for blessings or for for things. You know, so that's kind of how we are. That we when we pray, we are not coming to before him timid scared and shy that we get to like burst open those doors and be like, father, Abba. Abba means dad, right? In Hebrew, Abba, daddy, like help me, right? We get to, we get to walk before him with, with confidence. Um, the, uh, I really like also the, the message version. It says, so let us walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. I love that. Walk right up to him and get what he is ready to give you. He's willing and ready to give you abundant life and to give you blessings and to give you promises. So we don't, we don't have to come up to him like, oh, well, could you, um, maybe if, if you don't mind, could you just, nope, walk right up to him. Walk right up to him. Be bold about it. Be confident, and that's what—that's um, all he wants. Is just, just know that he he loves you, and that he's there for you, and that he's got your back. And so you can come right up to him. So we can obtain mercy and find grace in our time of need, or help in the time of need. Whenever you're in a time of need, he wants to be there for you. He wants to give you grace. He wants to give you mercy. He wants to give you help. But he's not going to give you help unless you ask for it. And he's also not going to help you if it's not in line with his will and his word. I just want to really reiterate that, right? He's not a genie, but he is a good, good father who wants to give us good things, I also want to go to my favorite verse ever. Um, I don't know why I'm singing. You know, I'm just going to sing everything. La-da-da-da-da. Go to Philippians 4. Y'all already know the verse I'm going to. I know you know it. I know you know it. We're going there. We're going there. Um, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation again. So F- Philippians 4, 6 through 7. This is my favorite verse don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done then you will experience god's peace which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in christ jesus all right it's so there's so much in this one two excuse me two verses so i the very first thing is don't worry about anything other translation says, um, be anxious about nothing. The reason why this is my favorite verse is because I am anxious often. I worry often. And, um, that, that is something that I have to just give over to God a lot is my worry, my anxiety, my fear, my doubt. Right. But (laughs) the, the Bible literally has 365 areas in scripture where it says, do not fear or do not be afraid, do not worry. And so that's like a literal reminder every single day to not be afraid. And then it says, instead, pray about everything. Sometimes I, I used to think that, um, some of my stuff was just too little to talk to God about. It was just too trivial or just too, you know, God, God's the CEO of the, oh, C, CEO of the universe. So he's got better things to do than to listen to this petty little problem. I'll only go to him for, um, for problems that are like an eight to a 10 on a scale of one to 10, right? Like the big ones and all the other stuff I'll just try to figure out on my own. But God's like, no, 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 fam. I want, I want to know every little thing. I want you to tell me about everything. Did, did the lady mess up your hair color at the salon? Tell me about it. Seriously, he wants you to pray about everything. Your job, your kids, your eyebrows. I mean, everything. If God didn't want to know about everything, it wouldn't be in scripture where it literally says, pray about everything. And that was something that I had to kind of break off of because I was like, no, nah, it just seems so stupid right? Sometimes I would actually be praying and I'd stop myself, be like, you know what? That's, that's stupid. He probably doesn't care. And I think that's because like a lot of times, um, so I just keep seeing this. Sometimes people post like their problems on Facebook and a lot of, I've seen like a lot of times people are like, no one cares. Like literally no one cares. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that no one cares about your problems. That's not, that's not it, you know? But like, um, do you ever like, did you ever have like a Facebook friend that just posted every little problem and you're like, oh my gosh, no one cares. And that was like a message that everyone got through. Like no one cares about your little problems. And so sometimes we think that God views it that way. But God, God wants to know about your problems. He wants you to pray about everything. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I think the biggest um, issue that we have or the biggest thing that we do wrong when we go to prayer is we forget to thank God and to come to him with thanksgiving. Um, the Christian Standard Bible says, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Through, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, we have to, when we pray, go to him with a grateful heart, with a thankful heart, saying thank you for everything you have already done. Thank you that you are gracious and that you are merciful and that you are a God that hears me instead of, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. If you don't do this, I'm going to be mad. And you didn't do this for me last time. And Right. Um, he wants us to come gratefully to him. I just keep coming back to a parent analogy and I'm not even a parent, but he just, he just wants a parent analogy. If you give your kid gift after gift, after gift, after gift, and they don't say thank you, they kind of throw it to the side. They're not appreciative. And then they just keep asking for more and for more and for more, but they're not taking care of what you've already given them and they're not grateful for what you've already given them. Do you want to give them more? No. You don't because you're like, you know what? You're not even grateful for what I've already given you. You don't even take care of what I've already given you. So why do you keep asking for more when I see how you treat what I've already given you? And the biggest thing that I've learned is that um, specifically in my job or with my money, I had this serious sense of pride where I'm like, I worked for that. I earned this. I did this for myself. Look at what I have done. I can do that. I, I, I. And the Lord just smacked me upside the head one day and he goes, oh, so you're the one who gave yourself breath in life. You're the one who gave yourself the ability to work. You're the one who gave yourself that job? And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. A lot of times we think that we are the reason that we are successful or that we have money or we've done this, right? No, no, no. Scriptures say that all good things come from above. So I didn't get my job, God gave it to me. I didn't give myself the ability to do my job, God did. I did not wake myself up this morning. God did. I did not put breath in my lungs. God did. I did not form myself in my mother's womb. God did. And even sometimes I'm like, yeah, look at what what I've done. And God's like, "What? who's done? And so we need to understand that literally every good thing in our life was given to us by God. And if we do not steward over what little we have, he's not going to want to give us more. This kind of ties back into tithing, but I'm, I'm not going to go there right now. But if, if, if we don't give him honor and reverence for what he has already done, and we kind of toss it off to the side, or we take credit for the things that he has done, he's not going to want to continue to give us stuff because he's like, you know what? No. You're entitled You're not grateful. You're not thankful. You take my gifts and you toss them off to the side. You don't take care of them. You don't steward well over it. Kind of like I said, parents want to give their kids gifts when they are grateful and thankful and honoring to their parents. And so that is what I believe this verse is talking about. And this says, present your requests to God. This is in the Christian standard version now. And a lot of people just end there right at verse 6, but oh, verse 7. Oh, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it doesn't necessarily say you're going to get what you want, but what you will get is peace. I never understood this verse until I finally felt it because I actually finally submitted myself to God. And I said, Lord, take it. I can't do anything with it. And peace does not mean like happiness, joy. I mean, it it, it can, it absolutely can, but it's looking a really hard situation in the face saying, no matter what the outcome is, I know God is with it. God is with me. He is for me. So even if it doesn't work out the way I want it to, he is for me. He is my protector. He is my shield. And so even in a good situation, you'll get peace. Even in a bad situation, you get peace. If we come to him with prayer, with thanksgiving, with an open heart, presenting our request to him, we might not get what we want. We'll get what we need. And we might even get things that we didn't even know we wanted until he gives it to, him, to us. But the first thing that he will give us is peace. And it says it surpasses all understanding. That's, that's looking those awful situations in the face and you're like, why do I have peace about this? Why am I okay? Why do I not have fear? About this situation when everything around me is telling me to run, right? I'm hearing May Day, I'm seeing the red flashing lights, I'm hearing the sirens go off. But I'm not scared. It's because he gives you peace. He is the God of peace. The Lord does not give you a spirit of fear. If you have fear, it is from the devil. If you are if you have confusion, it is from the devil. God does not give you fear. He gives you peace. And that peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Because no matter what, he already paid the price. He already paid the toll. He already did the impossible by literally rising from the dead. So there is no situation that he cannot handle. There is no problem that he does not have a solution for. There is no future that he has not planned. There is no anxiety that he cannot calm. Somebody needed to hear that. I don't know who, but hopefully it it was you, honey. I don't know. So the peace of God which goes beyond what we could possibly think will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And now I want you all to flip over with me, and this is where we're going to camp for the rest of the time. Um, we're going to go to Matthew 6, and we're going to read verses like 5 through 13. And um, I'm going to be reading this out of the New King James Version. So verse 5 says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray when standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen stand oh, yep, yeah, but the excuse me, but they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward, but when you pray, you go into your room and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in this secret place, and your father whos what's who oh my gosh, why can't I read, and your father, who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many good words. So he's saying now that, like, because back then it was, it was common for Jews to pray openly and publicly, but what was happening is they were doing it to, to have men look at them and be like, look how righteous I am. Look how amazing I am. Everyone look at me. I am praising Jesus. Oh, wait, no. Praising God. <laughs> um, you know, I am amazing. Look at me. Look at, I don't know where this accent is <laughs> coming from, but that's kind of what they were doing. They didn't have the heart to, towards God. All they wanted was recognition from man, not from God. And so that's what, why it says, I say to you, they have their reward. They got their reward because everyone was like, oh my gosh, look how amazing they're praying. They must be so righteous. They must be so good. They must be so whatever. People were just in awe of them. And Christ is like, cool. Yeah, they have their reward, but not from God. They have their reward from man, which is fleeting and cheap. Okay. But it says, but when you pray, go into your room and do it in private because whatever God sees in private, he will reward openly in public and so we're not, we're not praying so we can receive a public reward. It's because we just want to be with him. We want to talk with him. We don't want praise from man. We don't want recognition and awe from man. I, I'm looking at it right now. In my pod lab, I have a sign that says, I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. And yes, Kanye West said that. Sue me, okay? I thought it was a good quote. Kanye says some good stuff sometimes. He he a little cray-cray, but sometimes that hit the nail on the head for me because I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me. I want people to think I'm cool. But now I'm realizing that before anyone else thinks that I'm cool, I want God to think I'm cool. I want to please my father. I want to do things that are honoring to him because of what he has done for me. So... That's how we're supposed to pray. That's how we're supposed to go into him. Is in secret, in our place, because we just want to be with him. And then we will receive our reward from the CEO of the universe, from the, from the man, from the being, from, from the, the very power that is God. And I'm sorry, that reward, no man could compare, com, could compare it to. And God doesn't need all of these like big fancy religious sounding words. A lot of times people think, um, prayer should sound like, oh, good and gracious heavenly father. Um, holy art thou for thine is all these like just crazy big words, right? And God's like, no, I just want to talk to you. Like, let's just have a conversation. You're not going to be heard because you you have all of these huge religious words and you sound super religious. God is the fulfillment. You don't need to impress anyone. Just tell God the truth. Be like, God, this happened today and this person really made me mad and I just want to tell you about it. What should I do about this, right? Just tell the truth. Go with him openly and humbly. You don't need to impress anyone. He already knows what you're going to say before you say it. So if you're going to go to him and think you can hide anything from him, you're mistaken. He already knows everything. He sees everything. So just tell the truth and know that you don't have to impress God because he is already impressed by you because he made you. All right, let's move on. Um, Verse eight in Matthew six, and this will be through 13. Therefore do not be like them for your father knows the things you need before you ask him. I literally just said that. So some people are like, well, why ask? If he already knows what I'm going to say before I say it, why why, why should I even ask him? It's because he is inviting you into a relationship with him where you can just be. Well, be what? Be anything. Be sad, be angry, be happy, be confused, be silly, be all these things. He just wants that relationship. He doesn't want your religious words. He wants the relationship aspect of him. Where you can come to him with your truth and with, with everything that you're dealing and handling. Some people are like, oh, well, there's no need to pray because he already knows what I need. No. He also wants us to ask. It says, knock and the door will be open to you. This is in Matthew 7. I think it's literally just a chapter over. Let me look. Yep, it's right here. It's literally right here. Matthew 7, verse 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. So it means pray, ask, pray, seek, and you will find, do. You you got a part in this, sis, or bro, right? Seek, and you will find. You have to do the work. And our verse of the year says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. You have a part in this to play. He is a gentleman. He will not force himself upon you. When you step forward, he will step closer to you. And then um, later uh, in chapter 7, verse 7, it says, knock and it will be open to you. Be persistent. Continue to go to him time and time again. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And him who knocks, it will be opened. Jesus wants you to succeed and to thrive. But if, if, you're, if your kids want something from you, but they never ask, how are you supposed to know? Yes, he already knows, but he's just saying, all I want is to be in relationship with you. I just want you to tell me what you need and ask for it. If he didn't, the scriptures wouldn't tell us to. And then we go, so now we're going back to Matthew chapter 6. We go into verse 9, and this is where Christ is showing us how we're supposed to pray. And it says in verse 9, In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So let's break this down a little bit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What you are doing is you are saying, I acknowledge you, that you are holy and you are king. You are going to him with that fear of the Lord, that, that holy reverence and respect for him. And it, I love how it says, our Father who art in heaven. That he is your father, not your dictator, not your boss, not your supervisor. He is your father, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You are acknowledging that he is king. And it, and it indicates that it is personal and that it's that relationship aspect God is holy, and we can honor his name, and we have to use it in a respectful manner. Then it goes on to say, your kingdom come, your will be done. His kingdom, not ours. His will, not ours. We are acknowledging his sovereignty and his will. Your kingdom come, your will be done saying like, Lord, I'm going to ask this for you, but I want your kingdom first, and I want your will first before I want mine. He, God's kingdom is what all of scripture is about. That's why Christ came. Yes, he came to forgive us, but he came so that we can be a part of the kingdom, not just heaven, the kingdom, of God, because it says heaven and earth will pass away and he will bring forth a kingdom that we will get to reign with him in this kingdom, which does not, this does not mean we get to be a God, Mm -mm. but he will reward us for what faithfulness we do on this earth, that we get to be co-heirs with Christ that we are adopted into his family because it is his kingdom and his will be done. Not your mothers, not your husbands, not your, not your wife. I don't know, I, I think men and women listen to my podcast. But we want his will before our own. And then it goes on to say, on earth as it is in heaven. So he literally wants heaven to come down to earth. He doesn't want us to just suffer here. He does want to give us life in heaven and have it in abundance. He does want to give us blessings and promises and good things. We are supposed to show people in our walk with God that heaven can come from earth to here because he is with us and his will brings that with him. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread, which is saying, give me what I need. Give me my basic needs. Give me clothes, give me shelter, give me food, give me water, give me my basic needs. Because he's going to take care of you. If, he, if you are his child, if you are an ambassador for the kingdom, he's going to clothe you. He's going to feed you. It says, if he, if he feeds the crows, How much more is he going to feed you if he if if he clothes the lilies in 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 beauty? How much more does he love you? So you are asking for his your your needs that you need your 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 food, your water, your shelter, your love, all of that. And then it says, "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors." This we're asking to sustain us as people. Forgive us as we, and I talked about forgiveness last week, two weeks ago. He forgives us because we have forgiven others because we recognize that his forgiveness was not bought cheaply. It was bought with serious expense. And so we are asking for forgiveness and we have to forgive others as well. If you, um, If you you want to know more on that, I have a podcast um, literally called The Sneakiest Weight and it came out, um, let me look, like a few weeks ago, honestly. Um, Yeah, it was February 1st where it came out, okay? And then it says, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So this kind of confuses people because God can't be tempted with evil, nor can he tempt. However, he can test us. Um, but he doesn't tempt us, but what he does do is he gives us a way out. So I'm going to go to First 1 Corinthians 1013, and this is a a really good um scripture that kind of explains the the temptation part of it. So First 1 Corinthians 1013 says, and I'm going to read this in the, the Christian standard version. It says, no temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way out so you may be able to bear it. So it literally says, no temptation has come upon you except which is common to humanity, which means literally everything that you've gone through, the rest of humanity is too. You have a a temptation with money that's common to others. He's letting you know you're not alone in this and you are not the only person who has ever struggled. But God is faithful. I love that. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with that temptation, he will provide a way out so that you will be able to bear it. There is always a choice and there is always a way out. And that's what it means, deliver us from the evil one. Show us the way out of this temptation. Show us the way to you and not to the world and not to the devil. Deliver us from it. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We exist to honor the true king. That is... Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. And yours is the glory. It is not our kingdom. It is not my power. It is not my glory. It is only his. Only his and no one else's. This is Literally how Christ is teaching people to pray. These are, these are red letters. He's teaching people about how to pray. And it's because this prayer is literally how, like, it comes with, thanks, it comes with thanksgiving, it comes with reverence, it comes with awe, it comes with honor, and it says, I want what you have for me before I want my own. So if you don't know what to pray for, just pray this. Just pray that prayer. Because it's literally scripture, so it's God's own words. It's literally Jesus's very words praying this prayer. But it it does not go against scripture. It does not go against God. It is pleasing to him. It aligns with his kingdom. It aligns with his word. And that's that's and that's all he wants for us is to just come to him. Acknowledge him with that reverence, with that fear, with that, that awe. And with that relationship, you don't need big words. You, you don't need a theology degree. You don't even need to be a Christian for 15 years to know how to pray. You could be a, just, literally just accepted Christ And if you pray this, this is exactly how we're supposed to pray. And a lot of people think, well, I have to pray, you know, this prayer or this prayer or this prayer, or I have to say these exact words. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just have to go with him with an open heart, an open mind, with reverence and with thanksgiving. That's all you need to do. I'm going to read the Lord's Prayer out of Um, the message version. It says, our father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You are ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I love that. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil, because not everything is the devil, honey. Sometimes it's you. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. The New Living Translation says, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Not just thrown around here or there. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not yield to tem- don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Prayer is so powerful because it is you going before the throne of God with boldness and with confidence, asking the Lord for what you need, what you want with thanksgiving. I always see myself when I pray um, that I am at the feet of Jesus, that I am at the feet of God on his throne, that I'm like a tiny little ant and I'm just looking up at his sandals. For some reason, his sandals are always Birkenstocks. I don't know. Maybe he needs arch support. (laughs) But I'm just looking into his sandals. But I'm still bold and confident before him, but I understand that he is God, he is king, and that he is holy. There is a power in prayer, especially if you're a believer, because the Holy Spirit is inside your spirit and it gives you that authority that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives within you and so when you pray and you pray according to God's will that is power and authority going right to the ears of the king and that is powerful that is beautiful and I just thank the Lord That he wants to give us that openly. He wants to give you his personal cell phone number to call any time of day 3 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m., whatever. And that he wants to call you, that he wants to talk to you. He gives you, I just remember one time I was a kid, I just wanted my own phone in my own room. He wants to give you your own phone to your room, direct to his throne just for you too. So go before him boldly and with confidence, with thanksgiving. Pleasing to him because he wants to give you the desires of your heart and he wants to give you life in abundance. Prayer is power. So do it often. Pray without ceasing. I talk to God all the time now just throughout the day. Um, just like, hey, God, this is what's going on. Help me with this. Thank you, Lord, for this. First Thessalonians 5, 16, and 17 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. In what circumstances? All circumstances, people, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. Colossians four two says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. If you look up a lot of verses about prayer, the thanksgiving and the gratefulness has to be there. But continue steadfastly in prayer, which means continuously. Pray all the time. Keep that line of communication open all the time. Never hang up the call. Because he wants to, to hear your voice and he wants you to hear his i hope you guys have an amazing week i will be praying for you i will be praying with you god bless you god go with you i'll see you next week bye